Hello, everyone. I welcome you to The Butterfly Effect, a mental health podcast to help you navigate through adversity and begin your transformative journey to healing mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. From anxiety to domestic violence, this podcast will discuss a wide range of mental health topics, hearing real people discuss their raw experiences. Because this podcast touches on sensitive topics, listener discretion is advised, and the information that is provided is not meant to diagnose or treat any mental health condition or be a substitute for therapy. If you are experiencing any mental health symptoms while listening, I encourage you to contact somebody that you trust or a mental health provider in your community. So, without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Butterfly Effect podcast. My name is Queen Shimoniak, and I welcome you to this week's episode. I hope that all of you enjoyed last week's episode about attachment styles. I hope that you all were able to take the quiz and find out what your attachment style is. And if you did, please, 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 I would love to know if you feel like sharing it with me. You can DM me at the Butterfly Effect podcast or email me at the Butterfly Effect PDCT underscore. So this week, I wanted to expand a little bit more on attachment styles, and I wanted to break it up in different segments because attachment styles are not just developed randomly. As I mentioned in the last episode, it's developed through the type of quality care that we received from our caregivers, regardless of who we considered to be a mother or father figure, they still made a profound influence on who we are as people. And sometimes, obviously, we had great care from the people in our lives. We received lots of love. But there are some individuals and maybe some of you out there where you feel like the quality care that you received or the connection that you have with your mother or father may have seemed a bit disconnected. There was no true connection for you to feel like your mother was your mother and your father was your father. And that comes with the cultural and even your own expectations and your personal needs when you first came into this world. So for the next couple of episodes, I'm really going to dive deep into father and mother wounds. And I'm going to also divide it up between gender because I want to give justice to talking about this topic from that can resonate with my male audience and with my female audience. So in this particular episode, we're going to be talking about father wounds and what are father wounds. And this one particularly is going to be dedicated to my male audience. And just a disclaimer, you don't have to be a guy to listen to this to this episode. If you're just curious and you want to learn more, maybe you have a guy friend that could really that you want to listen to, that you want to listen to this episode and pass on the information, or maybe you have brothers in your lives. Whatever the case is, this is dedic- this is for everybody, but particularly I'm going to be talking to my male audience. So for all of you guys out there, this is for you. And for my females, uh, just please know that your episode is coming next week. So let's dive deep. Let's, let's 
let's get into this week's topic. So father wounds. I'm pretty sure you're probably wondering what the heck is that? Probably never heard of it before. And that is why I'm making an episode about it because these are emotional wounds that stem from the absence of a father figure. And by absence, I'm not just talking about physically, it could also be emotionally or it could be both. And how that looks like is, you know, when you're, when we talk about what it means to be a father, when we talk about masculinity and identifying who you want to be as a man, you learn a lot of that inner strength and that masculine energy from your father. And what it means to be a man in general. Now, the thing about father wounds is that it cuts deep emotionally because you're trying to understand your character as a man and take a deeper understanding into who you are as a person, but your father could have neglected you, made you feel like you weren't important, could have been absent from your life. You know, that could, it doesn't even have to be a negative absence. Like maybe your father died very early on. Maybe there was a separation, a divorce, or your father walked out on your family and you were young enough to either hear about it or witness it. Your father could have been abusive mentally, physically, sexually, or spiritually. Uh, Your father could have been very oppressive someone that was very controlling and wanted to dominate. And also, maybe you could have dealt with a father that was withholding of emotion, of love, of positive affirmations, because your father had his own wounds where he was having deficiencies in being able to give you that sense of security, to give you what it means to be accepted as a man and for you to feel validated as a man in your father's eyes. So the reason why I want to even discuss this topic is because I want all of you listening out there to really be vulnerable and take this step to evaluate who you are and how you developed your own rules, norms, and expectations of what it means to be a man as well as dissect your own masculinity because that is important to understand the social aspects of what society wants you to act, as well as who you are expecting yourself to be. So with that in mind, let's let's discuss masculinity. Let's talk about what that even means, because culturally, masculinity is defined a variety of different ways. You know, from a social perspective, there are certain there are certain set of norms and expectations within the society of what it means to be a man or to be manly. And these stigmas kind of stem from the foundation of whether it was religion or culture or just the general consensus of what the culture has deemed as manly. You know, you can kind of look at this like as in American society, what it means to be manly is having muscles and being like the bad boy type. But in places like Africa, maybe your masculinity could be coined as having multiple wives, multiple livestock. There's different ways in which cultures define masculinity, but they all kind of have the same foundation. 
is that men are seen as um, a sort of dominance, of power, of per- of being strength, of this idea of protection, being the sole providers. And this is seen in a variety of different cultures. And this kind of changes over time because as a society, we we are progressing, we are moving and changing based off of our own experiences and the things that we are exposed to. So with masculinity and manhood, manhood is sometimes defined, it's it's passed on with knowledge that you get from your father or from the culture in in which you are part of. And not only does that have expectations of you being a man within your culture and like your society, but also your like who you identify as, as far as ethnicity wise in, uh, you have, there's different expectations within the black community of how men are supposed to act and how they're supposed to be, as well as differences in, let's say the Latin community, there is the machismo culture. So there's a lot of different varieties of masculinity. So I want you to take this step to understand where you kind of fall into place as far as what does it mean to be masculine in your culture and manhood and just those expectations not only stem from the culture but it affects all the little parts that make up the culture so for example like the how like the norms and expectations of what men are supposed to do as far as work you know, in the work in the workforce, how they're supposed to act um, with also with uh, sex. You know, men are supposed to be seen as these dominant figures. So maybe and, and in a lot of cultures, it was almost encouraged for men to be um, vocal about wanting certain sexual expectations and fantasies, kinship and marriage. You know, there's roles and expectations of what it means to be a husband, as well as in your friendships and even in fatherhood. So most generations kind of get kind of trickled down a little bit into the alpha or beta male type of persona. And I want you to take that and strip that away because those terms don't actively portray exactly who you are because if you had an absence of of fatherhood in your life you're going to feel like you're you're going to want to try to figure out what it means to be a man in general and what does it mean to ca- like cultivate your masculine energy and the thing is that everybody has masculine and feminine energy masculine energy is essentially analytical, impatient, assertive, logical energy. You know, feminine energy is very different. It's receptive, it's soft, it's fluid, it's it's a nurturing energy, it's empathetic, it's emotional. And uh, as, you know, know, feminine energy is all about being and masculine energy is all about doing. So when when you go through situations where your father was absent from your life, you might have felt like you needed to shift your role in order to protect the individuals who are now feeling vulnerable and you almost feel like you needed to step up to the plate and be what your father couldn't be. 
because, like I said, maybe there was neglect. Maybe there was absence. Maybe there was abuse, control, withholding of love and affection. There's a variety. That's where you have to really take into account how was the quality care with your father? Did he take the time or was he even present in your life for you to learn what it meant to be a man? And if so, how did that affect you now that you are older? And the thing is, is that father wounds, you know, it's like I've always mentioned with trauma, you can't put a small Band-Aid on a wound that not only is deep, but is trying to heal at the same time. You can't, it's like putting a Band-Aid over a gunshot wound. Like, why would you put a small Band-Aid over something that is cutting so deep that if you don't take out that bullet, you're not going to have a hand. So how does it look like, how does these father wounds look like? You know, we're talking about the father wounds, we're talking about absence from father, from fathers not being in your life, but how does it look like and what are the consequences of not having a an emotionally available or even physically available father in your life? So the first is low self-esteem and low confidence. You know, as children, our lives are, when we first come to this world, we're kind of, we're centered by wanting to feel like the people that are in our lives are making us feel good, making us feel safe. And if you had dealt with a father that always made you feel like you weren't good enough, that you weren't doing everything that he wanted you to do, there might be a sense of insecurity. There might be some low self-esteem and low confidence because as much as you wanted to feel validated and you want to feel like, you know, you got that pat on the shoulder from your father and he wasn't there to give you that validation as you grow up and maybe even now as an adult you might find yourself having moments where you do feel like you're insecure where you feel like you don't have the confidence that you would like to have and i mean that excess amount of anxiety is where you feel you you keep telling yourself that you're not good enough because you heard that from your father or you've experienced situations or events where your father made you feel like you weren't good enough and that's very important to recognize because when we go back and we talk about how your father was, when we're going back to the, the statements that I stated, was he neglectful? Was he absent? Was he abusive? Was he controlling? Or was he withholding? Based off of those things, what was the level of anxiety that you felt knowing that your father was treating you in some shape or form of those of those things. And even if your father wasn't in your life, you know, maybe you lost your father at a young age or you lost him abruptly, that low self-esteem can also be present there as well and low confidence because now you're feeling this, now you're trying to figure out how you're gonna fill this void because your father is supposed to see you progress, and now he's been abruptly taken away. So take into account what it means to feel like there's a void deep inside your heart, and how are you filling that void? Another way that, you know, the father wound can kind of impact you as an adult is, you know, depression. 
you know, when we talk about anxiety and we're talking about low self-esteem, depression does also come up because you can feel his absence. You can feel that he's no longer there. And maybe it has nothing to do with the fact that he was never there. Realizing the absence can also, you'll, you'll start to internalize anger and that pain of knowing that as much as you're trying to fill that void, it's not getting filled. No matter if you are drinking a bunch or you are addicted to certain things or you dissociate from your emotions and you dissociate from being connected with other people in relationships, regardless, you're internalizing that pain of knowing that your father is not there. And that can lead to depression and having a low mood. And that's not good for your mental health at all. Going along with depression, I, I briefly discussed anger, but anger and rage are probably the worst type of wound that you can ever feel knowing that your father was not present in your life. Maybe your father uh, was an alcoholic. Maybe he was abusive. Maybe he was unreliable. He maybe was a, a hip, like a hypocrite, a liar. However, his behavior was towards you, hurt you. And that's where the internalized anger kind of start to solidify in your heart because that wound that's there is now getting hard as a rock. And that's like if, this, if you were to leave the bullet in and you allowed your skin to heal, like to, to heal over the bullet, the bullet's still there. And it's going to be painful to take it out. And you're going to have a scar left. And that's where you have to take into account how, what is your level of anger that you're holding deep inside you? What is this rage and this emotion that you're feeling towards the fact that your father wasn't giving you the quality care that you deserved, whether he was in your life or taken out of your life? Those are very important. And how are you displaying that internalized anger? Are you displaying it because you decide to be, you dissociate from your emotions? Do you display that by also acting angry in certain situations where people challenge your masculinity? Do you, are you somebody that constantly fights within your relationship? You have to take this time to understand where are these wounds showing up and why, what is triggering them? Another one is having rigid boundaries. So if your father was very, you know, for example, like unreliable, perhaps not showing up in your life when he said he was going to or being completely absent from your life, that may cause you to build excessive walls, strong walls to the point where not only are you dissociating from your emotions, but you're dissociating from being able to connect with other people. And this is why attachment style is so important because whatever you went through in your childhood, however your father and mother treated you, is how your level of attachment becomes a thing. And on top of that, as you grow up and as you experience new things, your attachment style will change over time. And that could cause you to have these very high walls. It's almost like you have a security over your heart and you won't allow other people in because you don't want to allow yourself to be vulnerable 
emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually to somebody because you don't know if they're going to be unreliable. And that's where you kind of have to understand that trauma is a real thing because as much as you could be living your life, where is it that you are recognizing that you're not allowing other people to experience life with you and to be a part of your journey? Another one um, can be having too loose of boundaries. So let's say you don't even have walls. And let's say because your father was never available, it's almost like you said, okay, well, I don't like it when he was unavailable, so I'm going to be extremely available all the time. And this is where people kind of might coin you as clingy or or, um, too much. And the thing is, you're not being too much. It's just that you have this deep longing to be loved and to be validated by other people so sometimes you can't withhold having a boundary because you don't like the idea of someone telling you no or someone devaluing you as a person. So you're looking for value in other people. And just like I said, like there's a void inside of your heart. There's a void that you're trying to fill with love. And you're trying to just like fill it and fill it and fill it. And it's almost like a black hole. It just keeps sucking it up and you never feel satisfied. And this is where... The idea of this all kind of stems from the aftermath of the fact that your father let you down. So, and you feel that loneliness. And like I said, you're trying to fill that void, but what can you do? How can you get out of this mode of trying to people please or trying to cling on so quickly to people and not care about your own mental health? And why are you feeling so anxious and resentful? And how can you even stop something that deep down inside, all you're genuinely wanting is to feel special and to feel like you are enough in someone's eyes? Another uh, father wound could be that when you have relationships, sometimes you end up seeking the same type of attitude or behaviors that your father exhibited to you. You know, maybe you have emotionally unavailable partners or you yourself are an unemotionally available person. And it's because, you know, when we want to be in relationships, we want to feel like we can be vulnerable. But if we never got that okay from our father that it's okay to be vulnerable, we look for vulnerability in other people. And we're trying to remain consistent and we try to gravitate towards things that are familiar to us because we're human we as much as we like the idea of change if change were to just knock on our door unexpectedly we wouldn't like obviously we like to control change on our own time but we don't technically like change so we gravitate gravitate towards what's familiar so if your father was emotionally unavailable you might be gravitating towards women that are emotionally unavailable or maybe you are attracting Because your father was emotionally unavailable, and maybe you are emotionally unavailable as well, you tend to also seek partners that are the opposite of you because they are exactly what you probably wanted but never felt safe to act like. So that means you could be gravitating towards partners that are very emotionally available and you don't know how to handle that and you think that they're being too much or they're being too clingy when in reality you just want to understand how they're able to be that way because you're trying to break out of your own shell. 
And this is where, the, like, having relationship anxiety and feeling like you don't know what to offer in the relationship in order for you to feel safe and secure is very important to recognize your behaviors and your attitudes and how you're giving your attention to not only your friends, but to your partners, to your current girlfriend or your future girlfriend or your or your fiance or your wife, to your kids. The other one, and just, just as I mentioned about kids, parenting. If your father was maybe not present, what I see is that a lot of uh, maybe a lot of guys that I know try to go out of their way to make sure that they are not that they don't they don't turn into that type of parent. They I've heard a lot of guys say, you know, my dad was never in my life and I could never wish that upon my own kids. I want to be participatory. I want to be there in their lives 24/7. I want to be there. I want to be there. I want to be there. And some when they have children, actually end up exhibiting probably the same feelings that their father felt unconsciously. And that's because your emotions and your actions are linked to your own experiences on how you were being parented and how you were experiencing what it meant to feel like you had a strong identity and a strong connection with your parents specifically your father. So if all of these things tie into your attachment, if you feel like these wounds are present, how can you, how can you as a man be able to break down these wounds? Can be able to face them and recognize and heal from your pain? And just like I will always say when it comes to anything, like, you know, father wounds, there was a traumatic too. It stems from traumatic experiences. So just like with trauma, in order to understand your trauma, you have to acknowledge the fact that it even happened. You have to acknowledge the type of father you had. You know, not all fathers are perfect, and I don't want you to call your dad and yell at him. Because the thing is, is that your father has his own experiences and his own life path. And maybe he didn't have someone in his life to show him the wounds that maybe his father passed on to him. And maybe, and the thing is, you don't know, this isn't about your father's path. You can take the time to understand it, but I want you to understand you. Just like my anthropology teacher always told me, if you want to understand other people and other cultures, you first need to understand yourself because that's the hardest person to even try to understand. So acknowledge the fact that your father made you feel some sort of way. And just like I have always been saying, write down the type of father that was in your life. And if you didn't have a father, write down, write that down, said, I didn't have a father in my life, my real father. And under that, I also want you to write down father figures that came into your life to show you what it meant to be a, to be a man. And I want you on the side to write down what was a vital lesson that they taught you to make you feel like you could be the man that you are today. 
that gave you your ideas to be a uh to be a core to be like a the man that you are and next is identifying so as i was mentioning the different types of ways that maybe your father was was he neglectful was he absent was he abusive was he controlling or was he withholding and if he was more than one write that down because i want you to visually see what your wound looks like and it might seem a little bit scary and maybe a little bit vulnerable for you to even consider writing something like that down, but it's very important for your mental health and for you as a person to take this step back and see what you've been through because that is how you're going to be able to heal emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Another way, and this is, you know, optional depending on your relationship with your father, but if you feel comfortable, talk to your father. Ask him questions that you feel like you've always wanted to know. And this is on your own accord, and this is based off your own timing and your own healing. I don't want you to do anything that's uncomfortable. And even if you don't want to talk to your father, talk to, some, talk to a male figure in your life. Talk to somebody that you can trust, that you can break down these these walls and be vulnerable to. Because those mentors, those men that came into your life taught you something about you and helped you become the man that you are today. And another thing is don't be afraid to cry and to feel all the emotions that you wish you would have expressed when your father made you feel the way that you did, whether he was in your life or not. Allow yourself to grieve. Allow yourself to understand exactly where you are right now and how your father's actions influenced your behavior, your morals, values, and beliefs. And lastly, this is just something I want to tell you, but you are enough. You are man enough. And I'm sure that we've all have heard that phrase, like real men don't do this or real men don't do that. And the thing is, is that don't, as, as pressuring as society is to make you feel like you need to figure out what it means to be a man, take this time to figure out what it means to be a man to you based off your experiences and who you're surrounded with, who your role models are, who you want to be and who you see yourself being because it's okay to feel like you don't know what it means to be a true man because a true man is somebody that just takes the time out to understand the type of man they want to be. Not only as an example to, their, to the people around them, but hopefully to your kids that you can be that father figure, father figure maybe that you didn't have. And I want you to know that you are so loved and it's okay to be vulnerable. It's, it's okay to take this time to break down your walls, break them down for a little bit, to have a heart-to-heart conversation with you, not just a heart-to-heart conversation with me, a stranger over a microphone and on a podcast. But Allow yourself 
to fall free into your own arms. Catch yourself. Hold your spiritual inner child. Hold yourself dear and near because you are going to heal. And it's a long process. It's a strenuous process as well because maybe you're unsure about where these wounds lie. And that's why, you know, if you're out and about and maybe you catch yourself having a certain thought or a certain feeling or a certain action, it's okay to take a step back, breathe, recognize where you are and where you want to be. You know, I commend all of you that have even taken the courage to even listen to this podcast because it deals with a lot of heavy content about, you know, something that not many people want to discuss or even think about. But I don't want you to suppress your emotions. I don't want you to pretend like your experiences never happened because they did and they made an influence on who you are as a person today. So break down your beliefs, break down your boundaries, take the time to acknowledge, to identify, to possibly forgive if you feel like you need to. And even if, you know, with the idea of forgiveness, I, I always say that forgiveness is on your own accord. Don't allow other people to tell you when it's okay for when, when you should forgive. You should forgive when you genuinely feel like in your heart that you want to forgive. And even if you don't want to forgive the person, especially for those of you who whose fathers weren't in your life at all, you don't have to forgive him. But you can forgive the situation and you can forgive yourself for allowing you to not validate your own feelings and your emotions, whether you're self-sacrificing in relationships or self-sacrificing sacrificing for other people just so that they can feel whole when you weren't feeling whole. So with that being said, I hope all of you resonated with something that I said because, you know, everyone wants to talk about daddy issues when they're talking, when they're pertaining to women, but guys go through quote unquote daddy issues too. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just now you have the tools and you have the knowledge to go forth, break down your masculinity identify your father wounds, and heal in all ways possible. All right, everyone, that is the end of this week's episode. I hope all of you enjoyed it and hopefully received some information that could help you understand your father wounds. And I am so blessed and so happy that I was able to just have a topic that can hopefully resonate with my male audience with all of you guys out there because you are strong you're amazing and you're so courageous and I'm so glad that you even took the time out to listen to this week's episode so as always I want to end in some affirmations specifically for all of you out there so I wanted to let you know that you are protected you are amazing You are strong inside and out. You are beautiful. And for my male audience, you are handsome. You are good enough. You are enough. 
and you are never going to be too much for someone that can't get enough of you as a person. I hope that you find peace. I hope that you find tranquility. And I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you so much, everybody. And I will see you next week.